Welcome, Bernard, to the OG Podcast. Bernard White is a comedian here in Austin, Texas that I met out in the scene. He's also a writer, an actor, and a entrepreneur. I know him as Mr. THC. Indeed, indeed. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Uh, happy to come to the show. Well, I'm really excited to get into it. So how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, now, I would say about 11 to 12 months. Oh, that's pretty new. Yeah. Okay, so what were you doing before? Uh, before that, I was basically just retired. I got laid off from my uh, last company I was with, and I've been just living off of my funds from like running out a farm, running out property. Uh, right now, I'm just living life. Hell yeah. Living life here in Austin, yeah. Texas. Now, are you from Austin, or did you move here? Uh, I moved here when I was 10 years old. I was born in Germany, uh, oh, near yes. Frankfurt. Right. At Brandenburg, Germany. And I... Uh, Hast du auf Deutsch sprechen? Uh, no, 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 no. No, no. Sprechen Sie nur Deutsch. Sprechen Sie very little. Uh, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Me, me not, no, anyway, I can't remember it. <laughs> My niche. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I came here when I was 10. Uh, lived in Austin for 33 years. Worked at EA for like seven years and Blizzard for like, I think, eight years. And, well, you worked at Blizzard? Yeah. Dude, I love Blizzard games. What'd you do there? Uh, I basically did bug repair. Damn. Helped with uh, bug issues. Uh, also was a game master too. What games you work on? Uh, Diablo 3, World of Warcraft, from uh, Lich King to before Pandaria. I played so much Diablo 3. <laughs> I played a lot. Are you going to play a new one coming out? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> check it out. I mean, I probably have dumped, I don't know, 2000 hours into maybe probably more into starcraft hearthstone diablo um i grew up on like warcraft i don't know if you ever played that yeah yeah i played Warcraft. i played everything yeah i did not play the diablo immortal because i'm not paying no bullshit for like playing a game like that and it's on the phone yeah i don't know is it is it's it does have good it's reviews on pc as well oh is it and people like it but like you saw a lot online the guy spent like what he's like 35 thousand and thirty five three hundred and fifty thousand in debt with blizzard right now whoa yeah because of diablo immortal no i'm cool with that um i remember the auction house in diablo 3 like, oh yes i made so much money on that shit did you i, I was so the guy buying money. it <laughs> 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 i bought like an amulet for like 50 bucks that's when i was laid off on blizzards getting like my uh how you call it uh the money income you know for being laid off basically and i was just playing that game and just making money off of that Oh, yeah. I living in Houston at that time. Did you play Diablo 2? Yes, yes. I played all Diablos. I played it a little, but I remember there was one sword that everyone was after, and it increased your, like, magic find. <sighs> I think it was, uh, shit, what was it called? I forgot what it was called. Yeah, something. I'll, I, I won't remember. But you could, like, it had, like, a, like a place where you could stud it with uh, gems or whatever. Mm, mm-hmm. And that would, like, increase magic find. Like, so if you could get that sword, then all of a sudden your drops would, yeah, like, 4x. Yeah, the cube, make sure all your gems are, like, full maxed. Put them in the sword. I love those hack and slash games where it's just, like, mindless hack, slash, get drops. I used the Oblo 2 as a way to make money back in the days. I would make around, like, 2000 a week. Dude, that's the new thing is these uh, games are now, they went from you bought a game for like a hundred bucks, like really expensive upfront cost. Mm. Then it was kind of like free to pay, but you got stuff in uh, the game, like in-game purchases. Now it's pay to play Mm. where like you can literally earn money on these games and they have their own internal economies. And especially like if you're in the third world, 
and you're making like 25 bucks a day on a video game, like that might be a lot of money relative to whatever. Oh my God. I've made so much money from different video games around like Diablo, World of Warcraft, um, uh, a space game I haven't played for ages. Uh, Starcraft? No, it's the one with the milk pool like market and you can have a whole clans and guilds and like corporations. Uh, um, was it a Blizzard game? Eve Online. I played Eve Online for oh, a long time. Oh, I don't remember that one. And dude, one time I like fucked up my corporation and I left but to go like at least I made like I sold everything online. I got like twenty five grand. Hell yeah! Bad Gil was pissed. I still have uh, some video game accounts. Do you ever hear of a game back in the day called RuneScape? <laughs> it's still popular right now. I know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. played a little bit of the new one or the old one when they re released it. I didn't play it much. I checked it out, but it was just too weird for me. It's weird for going from Ultima Online to RuneScape. I was obsessed with that game as a kid because I was like one of the first people who played. The owner of that game, his name is Andrew Gower, and I met him in the game mm -hmm. back in the day because I was one of the original players. And he was walking around with like this red sword that turned out to be like a dragon sword, which is like a special sword oh, nice. in the game. I mean, now it's all different. I know, I know, but, but I have uh, the new RuneScape, right? The new RuneScape. I version? stopped playing it when they like created like the third version or whatever. I mean, <laughs> uh, but then a couple of years ago, they re released the old version and I built a bunch of bots for it and like stacked oh, up, nice, you know, nice. like uh, some coins in it. But I still have a bunch of the rare items in it. Like I got all the. Um, the holiday drops. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I do now. Like some games I don't even play, but I'll go on Twitch get all those like drops bullshit just to make sure I have in case I do go back to that game. Yeah, yeah. I always think of selling it though because my account has like max gold, <sighs> max whatever. I'm sure it's worth a couple grand. But so my, I just my like wild can't right now. I know I can make some money off that, but wild's my baby. I love it too much. Yeah, that's how I have the same thing with uh, Hearthstone. We're like, well, I guess you can't really sell it, but... Um, yeah, you like cards a bit. A lot of decks. Yeah, I have like I, an addiction to gambling in general, but mm. also to opening those card packs. I love I cracking those open. Gambling. You don't do online gambling all, do you? Uh, I don't do online gambling. Cool, cool. Uh, I just I lose my money in the stock market. That's how I gamble. Scams. Yeah. That's I'm sorry, how, if you like open a gambling casino yourself, you move to another island or country, open your own casino... You'll be making millions of dollars. There you go. Um, okay, so we got a little sidetracked oh, on yeah, the games because so, yeah, I yeah. was like just excited about that. But um, oh, so you're a man. Thank you, sir. You're a man of uh, this is oregano. Yes, exactly. I do. You're a man of many tastes and many talents. Uh, what is your primary focus? Where do you spend the most time? Oh, fuck. With my ADD mind or ADHD mind, I have so many thoughts going on at once that I have to spread myself out. So I'm like working on like two companies and then one company is like in process, which is the THC part. Yes. And then I have the black market film production company that I'm working on for different kind of uh, shows and sitcoms and trying to create a like skit show, which would be That's an awesome cool. based skit show. So I think a lot of comedians in our scene would love to like, get along with that. Especially with like these days, you could just throw this stuff on YouTube and on uh -huh. Reels. It gets views. It gets views. I plan on these have, short uh, form videos. Yeah, I was planning on opening up a a warehouse at, a, at this uh, field that I've gotten, I bought, purchased, and I'm gonna do a data center there for my own streaming site. You know, yeah, black market comedy channel. That's what plan is. That's very cool. Yeah, 
That's very cool. So, so how do you organize your time? Like, what do you, how do you decide what you're focused on in uh, any given day? It depends on what I can do. Usually, if you work on a business, you only do so much for that business in one day. Yep. And even if you have extra time to do stuff, you still have to you wait for the process brain. of other people finishing their side. Yep. So, you know, your designers, your logos, your, your branders, and then your, like, accountants and information, and then your marketers and your sales. So you have to wait until they come back to you. And in your head, you already know what you got to do. But now you have to wait for them to talk to you for approval to do things. Did you design this, Mr. THC? You no, know, my, my, my logo team did, but I helped them out. I told them I wanted my face on it. That's cool. And I wanted, like, Mr. THC below to use these colors. Hell yeah. And they gave me this, like, I want to be cartoony. It looks great. Yeah. It's very cool. I like it. Um, okay, so is that your weed business? Because I know you have a weed business and you have a, a variety of offerings that are it's quite It's a trick of the trade. My I'm, businesses are all together. Okay. So my DBA is Whitey the Comedian. By weed, I mean uh, your CBD business. Yes, yeah, CBD business. Exactly. Yes. And uh, I have a CBD handler's license and a retail seller's license for it, so it's kind of cool. That's awesome. So Was that it, stuff hard to get? No, no, it's easy. Okay. Uh, just go online for your Texas or wherever state you're in. Uh, you apply for it, and if you pass, you get you get it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, my DBA is White the Comedian, which branches out to Mr. THC for my merch for White the Comedian, and then now I'm doing a uh, film company with White the White the Comedian for the Black Market Film Productions. This is such a good place to do it. There's oh, yeah. so much talent. There's so many people yeah. that would like be willing to. Hop in there. So, have you done some like performance, live uh, performance? I've done acting comedy for, yeah. for like a year. I've done like a lot of small parts, background parts. You know, I was either like you know in the background as a civilian, or I was a uh, what do you call it? A drug dealer leader, okay. or a dad for giving advice to a bunch of kids. You know, I've done commercials that were same thing. I was always typecast for like you know. Even either the villain role or the dad role. <laughs> yeah, weird. there's some interesting overlap. Yeah, yeah. All right, multifaceted. So, how did you find these gigs? Huh. So, uh, after like five years of like being bored, of being retired, doing nothing but making money, doing something at home, playing video games, I had to do something. Yeah. And plus, someone stole my magic cards from oh, my car fuck. over like ninety thousand dollars worth of magic cards. Really? Yeah. What was your rarest one? I used to play back uh, in the day. Shoot. I think my rarest ones that they got from me was my, my cheating EDH deck, which had the Power 9 in it. Oh, I don't know that yeah, card. Yeah, like, uh, Lotus Mox, uh, freaking uh, Ruby, all the freaking, yeah, all the freaking, like, one of cards of artifacts that were, like, hard to find. That Time Walk in there, Time Twister. That channel. I think I still have a time twister. Oh, nice, nice. I think it's worth some good money right there. Like, yeah, yeah. If you ever like get broke, man? I learned that magic selling is indeed the pinch that you can buy cars and houses with. Oh, the Black Lotus yeah. is like two hundred fifty grand, yeah, easy. Yeah. Like that's there's probably more expensive ones. Well, out my there. mine was cheaper, of course. Mine was like older edition, but still, still Black Lotus. Yeah, but yeah, I had a bunch of original cards that got thrown away. Because my mother thought it was of the devil. <laughs> Started out, yeah, out, but it's the facts. And I had some rare cards in there, man. Oh, God. I had some rare cards. I had a force of nature that was like. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it was like uh, right out of Black the. Black Uh Yeah. I mean, oh. what was the original? Is, was Alpha, that Beta. Ice? No, it was like. Ice, uh, Ice Age? Ice Age. Boom. Yeah. Yep. 
I had it in a booster box. I just opened it up and it had uh so anyway, I had a bunch of like fireballs, a bunch of fork lightnings. Um You were sad. Uh well I still have some I still have a bunch of them. Well magic is I big have, in Austin, just so you know. I have a oh that's cool. I mean I haven't played in maybe a decade, but um that's why I like Hearthstone is it's very similar. Um try out the MTG online. Yeah, I've seen it. I don't know. I, it's too complicated for me these days. It was like fun growing up, but like these days, uh, Hearthstone is just so easy okay, and simple. Enough. You know, like they you could, they almost build the deck for you. You don't even have to build decks. You can just use the brawl mode. Mm-hmm. And so all my kind of, of that strategy card game, because Magic is a very sophisticated, multi-ruled, multi-dimensioned game. Well, picture this. Well, some of my magic cards, I had time after that. I had to worry about magic no more. I got into acting, voice work, writing, yes. freaking, like, comedy. I'm like, how did that one game take up so much of my time that yeah. I'm doing all the yeah. shit right now? Yeah, it's too that's much how, That's how I am with all games, though. If I find one that I get super into, that's my day. Yeah. StarCraft, did you oh, ever play that? Oh, yes. Dude. Yes. I was Starcraft almost... Two? I played every StarCraft. I played the original, my favorite uh was use map settings mode did you ever play that Mm-mm. the custom maps you got vtech paintball you got uh i can't remember them all i know what you like, never did though in big game hunters craft yeah i want you never did i know you never switched your realm to the fucking korean servers did you uh i think i did actually i think i did because that was where the best players were and you want to train on those guys but you have to like stay up till three in the morning <laughs> my buddy nick uh we were trying to get into like grandmasters oh god we never made it but Dude, we made are, it those past are diamond yeah they are freaking vicious in korea for starcraft i'm saying they are yeah like it's a huge competition it's a huge competition um what do they have like the em uh, yeah they have some kind of like uh tournament that's actually worth money <laughs> but i played starcraft one brood war starcraft two all the legacy of the void all now, the I way through the storyline storyline was amazing for that i never knew the storyline until recently oh, now wow. i know it. yeah it's a pretty good storyline mm-hmm. should we try to p- piece it together what the storyline was oh man um, that's 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 a bad idea I, yeah i don't know that i Mail, know about yeah, i just know in summary the zerg are like um okay i can't do it i can't do it yeah it's yeah. a cool storyline though you'll have to google it um youtube stuff storylines there's so many Streamers who love to do storylines of games. Do which I, okay. I, love that. I bet that's all over YouTube. Actually, I will always go online, list of like storylines and backgrounds on history and everything. Because I was there. I was always into like the grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved the games where you just grind out items, grind out levels. Um, I could do that all day long. So were you a Warcraft player? I never got into Warcraft. You, you actually probably smart for you. I think it was like a cost thing. I think it was like a monthly fee, and I didn't have any money or something. Um, I can't remember. You had a life though, so that's why. That's awesome. I did not. I just oh, played Starcraft. Oh wow! God. Okay, what other games? This is a fun topic. Uh, <laughs> First person shooters. Oh, uh, ooh. Oh, uh, I used to love uh, Overwatch a lot. I never got into it. I I played really? a little bit. I played a little bit just because it was a Blizzard. I tried Heroes of the Storm as well. Okay, yeah, Heroes of the Storm was, was all right, but League of Legends. Oh, that's my baby right there. I really? love League of Legends. I never played League. I know how popular it was, but I never played it. Call of Duty? Never played Call of Duty. Man. I never had a Xbox. Uh, Call of Duty, or was that on PC? I can't remember. It was both. Oh, was it? Okay. I played a lot of uh, Counter-Strike. Uh, 1.6 through Global Offensive. I did play a little Counter-Strike, but I didn't play that much. 
but plus something similar. It's the uh, Riot version, uh, Valorant. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. It's like it's like basically it's like CS:GO. Oh cool. Yeah, with powers. That's it. Yeah. What about Halo? Oh yes, I got into the new Halo playing that for a while. Nice. I didn't buy the campaign, but I bought. I just, I just played the free online like multiplayer. Did you, did you play the original? We're about the same oh, age, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was homeless. I'm back on like uh, the drag. And I was going to my friend's house. That's all we do is play fucking Halo. Hang them high pistols. Yep. Uh, Gulch. What was it? Blood Gulch. Uh, I, sorry, I shouldn't say friend. I should say my drug dealer. He sold me weed. Which is hey, weird. Some of your best friends can be drug dealers. Because he, like, he did a lot of freaking like drugs, but he didn't do weed. I come in there, he's like doing meth or heroin. And I'm like, He's like, weed's my limit. Like, yeah, it made no sense to me. It was like, I don't want to do weed. You can keep rest for yourself. I tell that one day, his friends came in with a bunch of shrooms. Still soaking wet, too, man. It's, it's, oh, it's from up. like fresh pets. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. And this one guy's back. Took off his shirt. It was littered with pepper salt. Or rock salt, I mean. Yeah. Oh, Got shot yeah. in the back by a farmer. Trying to pick shrooms? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. That's the danger of mushrooms. You can get shot in the back. Mm-hmm. And rock salt won't kill you, but it's painful. Is that a real thing? Yeah. I, oh, I've heard of it, but I didn't know that people it, like, actually burns did that. right into you. Like it hits your skin and cuts it open, and it burns right in because it's like, oh. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. And it scars. It that's scars. gonna be hard to. Well, at least you're not dead. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, how do we get onto that? We're talking about video games. Oh. Your... Oh yeah, my dealer. Yeah, playing video games, playing Halo. Halo. Oh, yeah, Halo. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Start again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other first-person shooters? <sighs> or whatever games Borderlands? You, can, you can ash on the table okay um but yeah what other first person shooters were there oh i'll check themselves later. oh did you ever have nintendo did you ever have uh freaking james bond 007 dude i played Goldeneye? a ton of that Goldeneye, where you would set these proxy mines where people spawn <laughs> some people get so angry so if you just go through the maps and you set proxy mines i hate that shit where people spawn you get an auto kill you spawn and shit. die yeah i hated that shit yeah yeah or you get that, that moonraker and the golden gun i hated too hell yeah because that thing could shoot through walls uh had like infinite you know, range or whatever. I was like, I was old school first person shooter. Yeah, that was like one of the original ones I ever. Were played. you mostly just console, or did you also do PC? Um, I only did PC. I always uh, played those other people's. Remember houses. Wolfenstein? Not the old Wolfenstein, but the new Wolfenstein 3D, where it had like it was first person shooter. No, I never played that, but oh. I know how popular also that was. Oh, that was so good. But yeah, oh, what nostalgia! Yeah. So I can grind on those video games, and I think that's like one of the big appeals to me. I never read too much of the storyline of Diablo. I did. So you were working at Blizzard on all these different games. That'd so be pretty I, cool. I, didn't, I didn't make Blizzard. the games though. All it was bug repair. Still, you're just like part of the culture. Yeah. You're part of the, the, the universe of Blizzard. Yeah. That's very cool. Actually, I had so many perks from Blizzard. It was nice. It was nice. Uh, I was a bad person. <laughs> How's that? Can uh, you admit it? Yeah. Yeah. We had groupies. We had groupies that knew. Oh, we remember our badges going to eight Walmart, whatnot. They were like, oh, we work there. Blah, 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 blah. Let's talk. No, you can't sleep with the fans. <laughs> well, uh, you tell me you never had fun with a chuckle fucker in your life? Uh, no, I mean, yeah. I'm you a said good boy. no to chuckle fuckers? What? I don't know what that word is. What is that? Oh, chuckle fuckers is the word for us comedians for our groupies. 
truffle fuckers. No, chuckle fuckers. Chuckle fuckers. <laughs> I was like, like the pig? <laughs> Truffles? <laughs> They're snuffing them out, snuffing them out? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I didn't know that. Chuckle fuckers. That's kind of fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go after comedians. Uh, I don't know. I think I've like had some close encounters, but yeah, nothing too crazy. I would admit to a lot of things, but... Since we're in the same circles, I can't admit to things on the mic, but things I've seen around our community, oh my God. Probably the best things. Yeah, I know. I Probably know. the most entertaining things. Uh, I know like a few fans, I'll call them fans, be nice, and I say chuckle fuckers. Cause... Chuckle fuckers. <laughs> well, you just see them at Kill Tony, like they're all lining up to go on yes, stage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah, anyway. It's a fine show. <sighs> Kilton is great. It's fun. I like going. I like going mostly just to go. I rarely sign up anymore. I just want to have the, fun. The hang is cool. Like uh, during and after. Yeah. yeah, it's got a great vibe for sure. I do like the barbecue they have for free at the end of the night. Oh, they start serving barbecue? Oh, they have been for a while. For a while. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Did they do it on the roof or where did they serve uh, it? No, down by the radio, I mean, the, the sound booth. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. After the, show, after the whole like Kilton is finished, they put it up. Nice. Yeah. That, does somebody sponsor that or? Uh, yes, I, I forgot who exactly. But we don't need to name them just yeah. in case this gets views. Uh, they gotta pay us. They gotta pay uh, us. Fair enough. We'll do a rev share on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So when did you start this uh, podcast? Well, I started recording in uh, July, but episodes are only getting released now. So okay. this will be a while. I mean, it's such a learning curve. Maybe this will be interesting to people to talk about starting this stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't have any background in audio, video, um, content creation, all the social media or any of that. Okay. And so, so much of it has just been learning. Like one of the most frustrating things with these cameras is like, you really do want to just use an iPhone because Apple's technology is like, only going to get better and like they can use that technology can continue to improve on an old iphone they're not going to update these cameras and they have camera hold frame for them so they have the gyro so no matter how much you move it stays in one place yeah you have the like lights for it and the speakers you now know, and the, lenses too if you know how to use these they have such big sensors that you can actually do some really interesting stuff um, and so now I've learned a little bit about audio video editing packaging publishing all of these different steps to like okay, try to get the stuff out there. These are Sony ZV-E10. No, okay. EZV-10. Anyway, whatever. So, uh, it's, their name is so bad. It should be EZ-10. You know? It's like Z-V-W-Q-X-Y. Why? I believe in DSLR. DSLR is like really nice. I don't understand the technologies. I know there's like full frame, mirrorless, yeah. DSLR. I think uh, these are mirrorless. Yeah, mine are the ones that the DSLR I like are the mirrorless ones. The biggest thing I had to learn about exposure was it's, let's see if I can repeat it. I think it's made of aperture, frame rate, and ISO. Aperture is like how much the light, I don't know why they, this was such hard information to find. That's why I feel compelled to share it. But it was like aperture is like how much light is coming into the sensor. And so you basically want as much light as possible, but you don't want your image overexposed. So you can adjust that with the ISO or with the frame rate. Mm -hmm. The ISO is kind of like the gain on volume. It's kind of like this, uh, not artificial, but like it's not like it's not analog. The aperture is like more analog. That's like how many photons are actually coming into the sensor. And I think the frame rate is as well, because I think that's the speed of the shutter. So mm -hmm. physical is what I mean. Mm -hmm. 
anyway so you got to learn all that shit and then you got to learn how to use final cut pro or whatever you use and like you got to figure out how do you get that updated to google and even if you can get it online nobody's going to click on it you got to come up with a thumbnail you got to come up with a title like unless you have some clout and you know like obviously this is a building process and i'm learning this stuff but there's a whole uh world of going from idea to published on the internet in a, in a way that is consistent with how everyone else is doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like messing around with that right now. Um, using the algorithms around the YouTube, but also most it's almost finished, but I'm having SEO being yeah. on my, on my site and my GMB to improve my Google searches too. So not only will you either find my webpage for, you know, my comedy or my, like my THC business or my channel, but also you'll find links to my YouTube as well. So how do you balance the creative side with the entrepreneurial side of like starting all these companies? Like you have, like, did you say Mr. THE is a subsidiary of YDA, the comedian? Yeah. yeah. Um, basically I just thought that, uh, I have like a lot of ideas what I want to do for myself. And as a comedian, you want to get known. And I thought, now why do you want to get known? Because once you go get known, you have popularity, more people want to watch you. That's how you fill up arenas. That's how you like. It's literally how you get paid. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So you want to get paid. Right? Like, Every comedian that, should yeah, think about that. But you know. Well, you want to do it for the love of the game and for the art and for the creativity and the outlet and expression. I do for the Whatever. At, you also need to make a living. In yeah. Life yeah. And like have a life that you are comfortable with and enjoying or whatever. This is my midlife crisis right now. This whole being in the arts. I was all about programming for all my life. And finally, I was like, you know what? Maybe something fucking more in my life. And I went to arts. It might be mine as well, but it is something that is fun to explore. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is the power of anything creative is it helps you express yourself. Yeah. And then once it's out, you don't, you either know that you like it out or whatever. Like, it's explored. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, the, what sucks are questions. Yes. Questions are the worst. Because questions kind of nag at you. But, um, okay, so you have these two sides. You're doing the entrepreneurial and you're doing the creative. And you wake up and how do you balance them? Oh, uh, I look at emails. Emails decides to me what I should do at the time. So I look at my emails that I got to do, like something for my business, like for my branding, my logos. I work on that. I guess my question was, do you like try to do a little bit of everything every day or do you no, no, go no, in I'm, I'm telling you, it's like oh, it's okay. a process of like me getting up and whatever comes to me first is what I do. Because if I'm not going to do anything with business, then now I'm thinking of ideas for myself. What, what can I do to further myself? Yeah, right. And then if I, if I don't have nothing like that, I look for like something I have to do for my business to finish up. So I've, I always have like, like, like I go back and forth depending on what is needed at that time. I go by what I want for breakfast. <laughs> oh, wow. I start myself when I wake up, so. Really? I do like eight hours of fasting. Do you ever just eat so much late at night that you can't eat in the morning? That's when you know you fucked up. Uh, no, not no more, because I'm a big boy, and I don't want to feel like shit when I wake up or feel like shit when I'm sleeping. You'd think that after 36 years, I would have a little better understanding, but I still lack the insight or I the knowledge. Now. I eat like half of my meals when I eat. I eat almost every, every two oh, hours. Oh, you do food prep? Yeah. Okay. 
I already asked it. Uh, this is oh. for me doing this. I'll uh, I'll take or if you don't mind. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, I I lost our topic, but uh, we were talking yeah. about not food prep. You talking about like how do I like yeah. Oh yeah, like what are you what are you most interested in doing? Like, I literally, I, I, I just to speak for myself, I literally go by. I have a couple of routines that I try to do, but it really is just by um, what is the easiest, like what is the most direct path, what is the least resistance. You know, like if I want to work on something in the morning, that's what I want to work on. Well, I do have a routine. So when I do get up. I still write every two hours. I, mean, like, I do two hours a day of writing. It can be jokes. It can be like a screenplay. It can be anything. And that focuses my mind for us today. Yeah. And then uh, once I'm done with that, I've accomplished something. I go into my, my emails. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Everything's done here. And after that, I think of ideas. It's just like, all right, I have these products I want to make. What, what do I got to do? All right, I got to go do my barcode all right cool i have to go do my labeling all right i have to go do my coa all right that's done now all right i got now talk to this one company and figure out what i need for this chemical over here and then ask someone else for their coa and then become like their bulk buyer wholesaler and then jeez this is a lot of stuff in your head yes and after that I'll get a phone call or a text be like, hey, Bernard, you want to come on my podcast? Hey, you want to come to this show? Hey, I need you as a sponsor for this one place. We can be a sponsor. I need an investor. I know you can invest and help me out, Bernard. I'm not going to this meeting, Bernard. I know you're really good at meetings. Can you talk for me? And I'm like... That's because your voice. <laughs> you do have a great voice. You should... Have you done any voice acting? Yeah, in terms of Yeah, right. I've uh, done a lot of like, non-profit ones, most like games for kids and stuff like that, yeah. or a villain for like... Like so, so, so that's the business books. side. Like, how do you uh, how do you come up with material? Like, where does your stand up come from? Um, I say my stand up comes from my past. I uh, I just like think of like things that happened in my past from movies, shows, like news, politics, religion, whatever, and I'll blend it into like my own jokes. Like right now, I'm working on like Black History. You know the the like issues and problems for different like black musicians and uh, comedians and actors in the past issues and problems yes yeah like it's anything that bugs you did you know that uh there was two well-known black men who have been like known not really known who they were but people love their music and love the talent isn't there a ton chubby checker oh, no, chubby, sorry, not chubby, chubby checker it was uh Oh my God! Not Chubby Checker. It was. Uh, I never heard of him. Oh, uh, yeah, Chubby Checker is an was an old, is older musician. I don't know any musicians. I'm so. Oh man. Um, well, what should I say? This one singer, he was uh, signed up to a record label, which they allowed this another musician who was white to copy whatever songs the black musician made. And the white musician was being paid eight times more than the black musician. And his songs were fucking just fire, great songs. So to get around that, 
he started like to sing his songs faster, so the other guy couldn't keep up. <laughs> there you go. So that's one way he got around that, and he was well known for his music. Uh, so, so your comedy is a lot of um, just whatever catches your attention. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. And is it mostly past stuff or is it present <coughs> stuff? Like, it's mostly past and present. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. Uh, you can just set it on the table. Um, and then what kind of acting would you be interested to do? I would, I would love to hire, if somebody would just hire me and pay me money to like go and smile on a screen, it's like, that'd be great, right? That'd be great. Like, how do you get that? Oh God. Uh, basically I just went to take some classes online during the quarantine and after like six months of classes, I started doing like backstage.com. Okay. I've looked at that stuff, but 30 bucks a month. You find gigs. That's why I find gigs like that. Yeah. And I had like done four films and that's when I started myself. Like I start writing. I need to start doing voice work too on the side. Make some extra money, you know? Yeah, totally. And I was making like 3000 a week for, for like voice work. That's like a ridiculous amount of money. I loved it, man. But Why'd you stop? Uh, the business is too much for me to do and do voice work at the same time. Well, that's a good decision to have to make. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, Three thousand dollars a month doing what? Uh, books. I uh, took me like twenty-seven hours to do one book. I could do like maybe two books a week if I wanted to, but I had comedy I was doing, so I wanted to just. Do a book a month or two books a month, and that was six thousand dollars a month. That's good pay. Hmm. I know book like like somebody Auto- uh, auditioned and see to me it just seems like that same grind of comedy. So comedy is all about auditions, right? You're auditioning for other comedians, and um, that process of auditioning is kind of a takes its own toll. Yeah. And it has its own cost. And so I think that's like one of the things I respect about like anyone grinding on comedy full time. I think you misunderstood me. I didn't mean book as in booking as in like audio book. Oh, I guess I don't understand that at all. What, what I'll audiobook? do a voiceover for audio book. Oh, yes. Right. That would be a great idea. Yeah. Totally. And that'll give me like, you know, 3000 bucks for one audio book. And you get to, it'd be cool to read a book that you know yeah. or whatever, like, or that like you'd be interested in the author, 90... I guess. Seven dollars an hour, so just think about that. Twenty-seven hours. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean, um, so that's the hard thing about comedies. You don't get paid, and you're constantly auditioning. Yes, and you're like constantly being evaluated and judged for your performance. That's true. And honestly, there's like this gatekeeping aspect that I can't help but bitch about. Um, I understand totally. Where like it's not. One of the things that I like about YouTube, and I'm obsessed with this topic right now, is um, the time to audience is zero. It is zero. You could just upload a video of you talking and it's into the universe now. Yeah. Now, maybe nobody watches it because who cares? But if you take the time to learn and iterate, package, and and uh, and you go through the steps to actually like learn about it all, then I think it can be a pretty interesting medium for expressing ideas. Yep. That is a fair assumption because I put on a bunch of videos on my, my uh, YouTube channel 
called Why Are You the Comedian? I looked at them. I was looking at it, yeah. I was, I was like all my old stuff, like when I started beginning my comedy. Yeah, did you have Sky Room in there? Or what was it? Sky High Mic? Bianca's Mic? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, nice. Sky High Mic. I had the one on uh, Rainy that was around for a while. I never went to that one. Uh, also, I've had uh, Tiniest Bar, The Creek. Tiniest Bar. Yeah. Do they still do that one? Yeah, yeah. Every Tuesday and Thursday. Oh. That one's like Unlimited Lines, same as yeah. Lucky Duck or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so there's... But like to even do that grind, how many hours do you think it is to like go do all those mics? Fuck. Like three or four hours. I, I noticed that when I got into this scene... I was doing at least like six more mics than everybody else because everybody's working, have jobs, and I was retired. But I'll do like 10 to 14 mics a week. Um, yep, there you go. That's the grind I respect. That's the grind I like in video games. Yeah. It's like when you can find a process yeah. and repeat it. It's a good grind. I kind of slowed down now. I only do like maybe like six to seven. But there's a reason why cause I'm busy. And plus, I'm doing shows too, so... <laughs> What's your favorite clubs here in the city? Ooh, Vulcan's fun. I like it. The Creek is a great place too. Other than that, I love Casino. Casino has the best burgers in town. I swear. Casino. Yeah, Casino El Camino on Sixth uh, Street. I don't know. Oh man, you follow me around one day downtown and. Oh, getting to some casinos. Like you, I. This is sound kind of weird. I know how much you love protein in your diet. Foco de Chao is the place to go. Really? You ever been there before? No, but I've been to one in L.A. It's the Brazilian Infinite Steakhouse. Meat. Yeah. You didn't like it? I liked it, but I am spoiled. Oh. There's a place in Utah called How am I blanking on the name? Tacanos. And it is that same thing done like to the extreme mm. with the salad bar, with the meats. Um, they really mix it up. Nice, nice. I do like another new place too. It was a barbecue place on uh, Congress. Uh, are they called Smothers or Soldiers? But they have like beef ribs on the bone. Yeah. And they're like freaking huge. Yeah. And you like look at it. And they ask you, you want dipped or not dipped? I'm like, what do you mean? I guess I'll try it dipped. What's dipped? Get the whole bone, put like uh -huh. this vat of barbecue sauce and dip it yep. and put it on like the paper. And I'm like, goodness, golly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got to a weird place there. <laughs> <laughs> They're expensive, you know. I got that and the pork ribs. Just try both. You know, that brisket and pork ribs. It costs about 65 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, the pork or the rib is expensive. Yeah. Uh, the beef rib is. That's a lot of meat. It is a lot of meat. I've been making a lot of food. Yeah, like on my, I'm on these cooking videos. I do. I, I have been off diet. I've been fueled by basically tortilla chips for the last little bit. So. Well, you had a uh, grill. You know, if you had a grill, barbecuing meat's fun. Yeah, it is fun, and I do <laughs> enjoy it. But I, I did it for like three months straight or whatever, oh. and so now I'm just like refeeding on uh. all the whatever just to get it's kind of like the uh you have to have like the these balancing mechanisms in life i noticed that you never did so far any like stews or soups is that a wonder thing for you no i don't like stews or soups I'd, beef stew no no i don't need to drink my meat i'll just eat it oh. <laughs> why do i gotta drink it you know like if i get a drink it give me a straw Let me oh, spoon God. it in my mouth so come on chili no I'll eat chili. That's meaty <laughs> enough for me. Because that's almost a paste. That's almost a paste. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 
That's funny. <laughs> if you get a stew that that's level, I could do it maybe, but I won't choose chili too often. It's pretty rare. Wow. Uh, okay. That's a rare roll in the game. Chili, cheese, and what was it? This is my fucked up meal at Bender's. I will go in there and ask them for the mini corn dogs and cover with chili and cheese. It'd be really good. <laughs> I want to do more of these videos where it's not all like the same. Um, it's not all the same topic. Yeah, it's not all the same topic. Yeah. So the, I have like this batter mix that I use for everything. It's basically oat flour, eggs, and kefir. And it's this base that you can just like add. You can add a little sweetener to it. You can add some protein powder. You can add peanut butter. You can add all sorts of stuff. Uh, vanilla, baking powder. And depending on what you add to that base, you can make a bunch of stuff. And so, um, but generally when I get into uh, diet mode, I'm just eating like the same exact thing mm. all the time. And it just kind of becomes a routine, it becomes automatic. But then you like eat the same thing so much that it starts to get gross. And you're like, yeah, I need to mix it up. So for tacos, I know it's like, I don't know if this is Texans or is everybody in the world. You can get up in Texas or Austin and eat a breakfast taco or have a taco during the day, every single day, and you never get tired of that shit. Why yeah. is tacos like that amazing meal that you can it's eat? so for satisfying. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see if we can figure it out. Why? It's got like great texture, great mm -hmm. meat. And depending on the, 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 the shell, you know, corn or flour. I love flour myself. Flour, yeah, flour. absorbs all that juices. The, yeah, you get yeah. the absorption and the uh, soft bite. Mm -hmm. Why and do I need a chip breaking off and slicing my mouth? I love meaty tacos, but I also love bean and cheese for some reason. Bean and cheese with like like onion in it. Staple. It's just, hey, that's great. Hot yeah. sauce. Doesn't need to be fancy. No, no. It's, I'll eat those. Yes. Uh, well, I, I always want some meat in it, but um, yeah, I think it's the combination of the savory with mm -hmm. all of the textures, the warmth. Then you get spices layered on with the salsa, mm. maybe an extra texture and notes with guac or sour cream, get some cheese in there. And that just kind of like binds it all together. It's hard not to like it. I made my own taco. I'll call it the Texan true taco. Texan true. And it would like fry me up like some like flour tortillas, put fry like kettle iron skillet, fried potatoes in there, cover it with chili, like real, not, not like canned chili, but really made chili that's thick. With like mixed with venison chili, cheese, onion. Really? You like that gamey? Yeah. The gamey flavor? You don't like game? I've never had it. I mean, I've had uh, I've had it enough to know that there's a gamey flavor, okay, but okay. I don't go and buy it or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that flavor exists if you buy it at the grocery store either. Uh, one day I'll fix you my venison chili and you'll oh, see. Oh, I'd love it. Uh, um, I used to live in Colorado and had a... I was doing a Mormon mission. Oh, shit. I don't know if you, yeah, just throw that out there. Uh, but the the people in, like, the community would offer all of this uh, game meat all the time. So we always had, like, the best thing was, uh, I think it was, like, a moose jerky. Ooh. And it was, like, these round slices. The guy had this giant uh, collection of whatever the the ward mission leader at the time i can't remember his name but anyway so i did have a period and it was like fresh sausage and whatever all sorts of stuff um that we had tasty. yeah yeah it was pretty it was pretty good never had moose that was one of the best parts of like being like in do you know much about mormon missions uh -uh. 
So basically Mormons go out for two years and they proselytize on behalf of the church. And there's all these systems and uh, structure, or there's all these systems to like take care of them and, and they go through their mission or whatever. And a big one is that the community that they're living in gives them a ton of food, like five times more than they could ever eat. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and so you always have like, yeah, really good food. Man, I can imagine. That sounds like an enjoyable time. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's got its pros and cons. But uh, I'd say more pros than cons, at least for, <laughs> for where I was at at that time. Uh, so you were Mormon growing up? Yep. How was, how was that? Are you still Mormon? Uh, not, I mean, I'm baptized or whatever, but um, I don't think that you're supposed to smoke weed and uh, do I don't all know. that. I don't know any rules most religions. Yeah. I know that is a rule, and you're not supposed to. So I am whatever that is. It's kind of Hinduist like everybody else, right? Yeah. <laughs> spiritual. It's yeah. spiritual. Yeah, it's spiritual. You believe in it's like kind of an love for all. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about you? Do you believe there's, you know... I believe in the spirits and the power, but I don't believe in most things. Like, Do you believe in life after death? I believe in reincarnation. What do you want to come back as? Ooh. Want to hear my theory on reincarnation? Yeah. I believe... Okay, this is deep. All right. So, I believe that everything we've seen that entertain us, stories, movies, books, games, whatever, are just ideas people brought from, like, their own mental dreams of, like, other, like, lives in other worlds. They brought that world with them, and they made it here as a game. So, I feel like... Isekai. You know what Isekai is? Isekai is a term for anime weebs to where you would die in this world but we were born in another world that benefits you. So you're like a badass in that world. You know, starting from age like one being born and you go through the whole world like with the knowledge of your past world. Ibakai? Isekai. Isekai. Yeah. And what exactly is it? Can you repeat that? It's like uh, dying in your world you were born in and being reborn in a new world. Isekai. Uh, but a different dimension, a different like, you know, we're other world. Do you have any memory of your past life? No. What was no. the point then? You might as well consider it not even you. Because it might happen. It might not happen. But if I believe it might happen, well, well if you my... can't remember, well, there's no point. Like maybe, I guess they say you have to get through uh, some level Just and then you'll get enlightened or whatever. We don't remember. We have proof that people around do remember some of their past lives. So There have been theories on this. Yeah. There's this interesting podcast called Justin Riddle Podcast. He's like this... Uh, I don't know, researcher or some guy. He's a professor basically with a PhD. He's actually not some guy. He has really interesting ideas. And so he's like speculating on like these um, mathematical, physical uh, connections between um, religion and math. So basically he, can, he wants to explain things like consciousness with math. Mm. Um, and one of the ideas that he had, have you heard anything about quantum physics? Mm. So have you heard of entanglement? Mm -hmm. Okay, so like entanglement is this idea that you can have two particles, which are like all things are made of atoms, right? We're all just a collection of atoms. Uh, atoms are made of particles. So you can have two particles that are entangled. And like if you adjust one here, it adjusts on the other one instantly, no time. Mm -hmm. It's like somehow information yeah. travels faster than the speed of light, which is kind of crazy. So anyway, there's all these quantum principles and he is like speculating that like that can explain all of these different 
phenomena of nature, including like consciousness and maybe even life after death or synchronicity is an idea that like, you ever feel like something just was too much of a coincidence? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, there's something that happens where, yeah, it's like too much of a coincidence is like the best way I can phrase it. He would like walk near a place and for some reason gave you this eerie, dreadful feeling, but there was no reason for it behind it at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same kind of feeling, same kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like that is a memory from yourself of a past life. Totally. Not you, you don't know what happened, but you're, you're something in your, 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 your psyche, your, your subconscious, your, yep. your cells. Your cells, yeah. Know something bad happened. Ancestrally or even in the back of your mind because you forget almost everything. What do you forget? 99.999. Yeah. You know, like yeah. nobody can remember their life as a, like a timeline. Exactly. And so, but some part of your brain probably does remember it. And then um, that's where you get like, these emotional like anomalies or whatever mm -hmm. exactly so anyway that guy tries to like explain all that with math and science interesting we watched it all the way through no no i just started oh, okay uh but it's interesting that there's even people thinking about it because scientists generally aren't willing to deal in kind of like those speculative terms you know like they're all rational and stuff eh. so anyway just uh just some fun ideas out there things are changing yeah things are changing world's evolving how do you think austin is gonna evolve well i'm going to be the next lauren michaels of austin so i'll be there for every change who's that oh he's the one that uh runs snl oh yeah 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 i plan on doing my studio getting that going getting comedians in like i want to help the community i want to actually everybody together and help each other you know i don't want people to just be like cut yeah. from themselves right but yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna take some time i know but yeah everybody on one wing on one 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 roof like writers you know directors you know people who can start help with a business like this so the pessimist case is that not pessimist but like a negative way to look at austin is that it's kind of hollywood 2.0 a yeah. bunch of people are like moving here yep. trying to like seek fame or whatever exactly and the other, but like we talked about, like, how do you make an income and a living as a comedian? Well, you have to do ticket sales, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. It all kind of like comes out to like being known, gives you a platform, but you can grow from there or whatever. And so everybody wants uh, the same thing. And it's cool because that aligns all of our incentives. Actually, it's funny. My accountant and my marketer asked me, like, we're all together talking. I said, like, how do you make a living? Like, you have no job. And you're just doing this business that's not making that much money right now. And I'm like, oh, I got investors. I love investments. <laughs> my job is not to have a job. My job, my is, job to, is not to have a job. Yeah, my job is be to great. be branding. Yeah, you got to like have some sponsors. Yeah. Well, that's where you can get to. And a lot of these influencers yeah. have proven that as a model, which I think really is just a distribution of, I don't know, like it's all about ads. It's all about controlling eyeballs. True. Like, uh, the Snapchat application is competing with TikTok and Instagram and this podcast. And like, obviously that's why it's so hard to start anything new because there's already such big players out there. So that's why I have plans for my uh, streaming, well, I'm not streaming my channel. Like I'm gonna go out to every single city around the United States that has comedy going on. Be there for a month, figure out who all the like local comedians are show the world them and then do a showcase at the very end of that month 
for all the people that have been like on the show. Like go from city to city? Yeah. That'd be really cool. And I'm bringing like a local comedian with me from Austin to go with me to different cities that they're, they're, they're from. Well, if you get a, if you start getting paid through different means, uh, what could be cool is like a series of like, just imagine if Elon Musk, do you believe in him? <laughs> <laughs> I believe he has money and he has plans, but do I believe he's going to work? I can't say yes or no to that, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and so he talks about like having these cars drive themselves and you could imagine that there would be like a driverless tour bus. Well, why not buy 10 of those and chain them together? And like all of a sudden you have like a moving city and you could like have a hundred people. You have a hundred people, uh, cause it would all be automated. Yeah. I mean, but well, more likely you'd have like 10. You have to first but... wait for the cars to stop hitting dummy children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be a while before that happens. Maybe uh maybe twenty thirties. Because you know what's gonna happen is people almost gonna be in their car, be auto driving, and him and his girlfriend or girlfriends or him or his boyfriend are in the backseat fucking. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah, and the well, the car's driving itself. Oh, that's one way to risk your life. Like and you know it's gonna happen. Come on, tell me it's not gonna happen in the future. Well, it'll happen in the future, but like when if you, I, I'm sure people have done stuff like that today. And the technology isn't that advanced. No, no. There's a long Can you way imagine, to go. like, you know, you're driving down the down road with your family, kids just yelling in the back. They start being silent for some reason. They don't know why. You look back and you see them looking at the outside of the side of the window, and all you see is a driverless car pass you and a butt up in the air, <laughs> like, going up and down. Yeah, yeah that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Yeah. You see some ass shaking in that Yeah. Window. Fogging up the whole, like, <laughs> windows. Yeah. Uh, but it be, would be cool to have like a sleep pod like that could like drive you from like San yeah. Francisco to New York City oh. and have it be like be like fuck fly down. anymore just do it oh my god yes yeah what would you rather do fly in like one fourth a time or have like a comfortable little hotel room that just if I had places? a personal jet I will do the flying not I don't want to be in first class I don't want to be in jumbo jet really give me a fucking first class you get to watch all the plebs go by <laughs> What do you think you can do in your private jet? Uh, nothing. There's it's like exactly. that's when you really made it. Is when that feeling doesn't satisfy you anymore. Yeah, that's when you made it. Like ah, oh, yeah, I'm beyond it. And with a pod, I wouldn't mind it. You know, it was safe enough. I would do well. Like a hundred, like was it a hundred million dollar freaking RV that was automated? Fucking fly, I can live in that shit. I would never have to leave the fucking RV until I'm in my destination. See, I'd rather have a hundred ten million dollar RVs. <laughs> That one $100 million RV yeah. that drives by itself, gets to your destination. No, well, yeah, I want them all to drive. Because once it works for one car, it works for every car. That's the cool thing about self-driving is it only has to happen once. Once they make a full revolution on the technology, it can continue and, and just only improve. It's kind of amazing because if you had an RV that drove by itself, you stayed in your room, supplied, had yeah, right. RV supplied with food, alcohol. You're just watching shit, doing your job, fucking writing your fucking comedy. You yes, know? yes, from road to road, from, from road, stop yeah, to stop. You yeah. literally program a route through the U.S. And you never have to leave your fucking car. Like when you yeah. when you get to a destination for a show, the show provides refuel and food for your your vehicle. So when you're finished, you just go on back to your, your road trip back to the, the city. Yeah. So hopefully he can make self-driving cars. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Oh my god. But it's something nice to have, like. Someone drive you around because they're like your driver slash bodyguard almost. You know, they watch your ass. They, yeah, yeah. It's nice to have just like a mobile hotel room. 
and then having people with you because I didn't really believe in having an entourage, but if you have an entourage of like fellow comedians, I was going to say, if you're doing, it's not even an entourage. If you're doing something, you could build a whole show of like eight people or whatever, you know, that'd be much more funner than going by yourself. A thousand percent. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you get multiple of them chained together. Oh. And then each person, you know, two or three people to a RV. And then you have like, anyway, it could be cool. All I heard in my head was, Road Warrior. <laughs> what is that? Is that a movie? I think? Uh, freaking like Mad Max. Oh, yeah. So you have like this one chain of like RVs drive by themselves. You know, Master Blaster. <laughs> that was such a good movie, Mad Max. So yeah, yeah. Basically like a bunch of semis or those like RVs yeah. automated. With yeah, fucking people just having fun and having a good time inside. Time, coming up with jokes, coming up with uh, maybe even... Well, FaceTiming yeah, each other from each, each other's RVs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I bet that'll happen within 10 years. Because... Hopefully by then we'll have flying cars. They'll have flying RVs. That'll be fine. Yeah. They say they're supposed to happen. These uh, Automated flying RVs. I mean, that'd be automated fine. flying RVs. No, that'd be, cars. That'd, no, that'd be fine if it was... Automated flying cars. They have super scaled up drones that can fly people. Because people wouldn't be able to fly the vehicles themselves. The vehicles would fly themselves because it would have a program. Yeah. It's all connected. They have like the flight patterns for like airlines, so people will know where cars are, so they can avoid collisions. Yeah, Evitals, yeah. yeah. electric vertical yeah. takeoff and landing vehicles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't be like manual, only possible. That's for emergency situations. Right. It'll be just freaking automated. It'll be way safer to be automated yeah. uh, once the technology actually gets there. Yeah. Who knows if it'll be this decade, could yeah. be next decade. I'm saying if we have flying cars by then, it might as well have that, that available too. Um, yeah. I mean, it, this stuff seems so pie in the sky right now. We've been flying cars for like the past, what, 30 years? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny though. It is like a flying car. Yeah. I think they are limited on range. I think they can only go like 250 miles, something yeah. like that. But that's even kind of a lot of miles. Well, think about it too. Have you seen the automated delivery services around Austin? I have. Those freak me out. And they remind me of Flight of the Navigator. Did you ever see that? Yes, you yes. remember the robot on that? Yes. That like brought you the hamburger? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I remember seeing it too. I'm like watching it. I'm like, somebody try to rob them or fuck with them or kick them or whatnot, you know? But it seems like everybody's leaving them alone. Yeah. For the most part, people are chill like that. Yeah. But DoorDash is basically that. I feel like DoorDash is way better than that. Flight of the Navigator didn't see it coming. <laughs> we really, the, the, the drones actually fly around, delivery stuff. So I know they're out in certain places, but we don't have those yet. Um, yeah, yeah. There's going to be flying drones that deliver stuff. Amazon's been working on that forever, but I think it's like, I think it's a hard problem. I don't know. I think it's scary. Uh, why? Because they're going to like drop out of the sky on people's heads. That or like how hard would it be to change a, a drone into a personal weapon? It's super easy. Yeah. Like target people with that or spy on them. Yeah. Like I, you know, there's an idea that's been much talked about, which is that there's going to be limited to no privacy in the future. And I super agree with that. Cause like you wouldn't even need like a like, camera be on the machine, of course, on the, on the drone. But you have like the the voice, like the eavesdropper like equipment to where you point 
equipment towards a window or something and you hear everything going on inside that place that's real equipment that's like a real piece of equipment right yeah yeah that people use to, to listen to surveillance yeah totally and, and you like, could attach that to a drone yeah and that's that's like no privacy or like a telescoping hd 8k camera you know it can be like a mile away impossible to hear gas powered we already have drones that have weapons on them but that's military. Yeah. I know they're all military, but we still have drones that have weapon systems on them. I'm just saying. Don't you think that'd be kind of a cool thing to do to in the military would be to be the drone controller? I feel like I would do that job. I could do that job. If I'm ever in the military, I want to be a drone guy. You'd be like, I have no remorse. I play video games most of my life. It's, <laughs> it's a, a total game. video. Yeah. Well, don't you think in the future, it'll be GDP's fighting. So you'll be fighting with your economies and you'll be just battling drones. So, like, instead of sending people to war, you send your economies to war, and you just burn money. See, at that point, I hope we get down to virtuality, to where we can, like, just play our games and play our wars in virtuality without people dying. I think that's kind of what, it, what it's going to become, yeah. is, like, what is the total productive output of yeah. a country? Because there's, like, Ender's Game, there's yeah. uh, Ready Player One, kind yeah. of. Um, anyway, there's a lot of ideas of, like, automated drone control. Like, who knows, the first mission to Mars might be robots and us using our fucking, like, you know, VR to get the drone. Do you believe in artificial intelligence? Like, Ooh, what if the drones are better than AI. humans that they didn't need to be controlled? Oh, yeah. Have you heard the story about uh, overseas Japan? They're making these robots for, for military. There's four robots. And uh, they went haywire and started firing on, like, the testers. They killed 29 testers with metal casing bullets. That's a sci-fi movie. They turned off, they destroyed one, turned off three, but one of the three were still still functioning and downloading data from the server and how it can get past its shutdown. Holy shit. So it's not, it wasn't self-aware, but it was a survival program they had in it. You have the Google Lambda. Lambda. Did you hear about that? Uh-uh. It was a chat bot that one of their engineers claimed was alive. Although, I mean, anyway, I think it's been mostly debunked okay. at this point. It's more just like a thought experiment. Is like when do these things have rights? Um, mm. And if we ever get there, I think there's a good... Ah, no, it does seem like we're going to get there. I might sound bad about this and might, might do me wrong, but if we create a new species, we got to kill it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, otherwise it's going to take over. That's all I got to say because we are a dominant species. And we create a species. No. We are always trying to create something better than us or better course, than anything. And now it's dominant species. So how are we now from like the masters to the slaves? Okay. So would you integrate with them? Shit. Would you accept their alien technology and upgrade yourself into their level or whatever it is? If we're talking about cyborgs and like... Yeah, I probably would, because that sounds amazing to me. Yeah, and I bet they would want to take physical form. Yeah. Mm. So would you allow a AI to impregnate your wife or daughter to create their own body? If I was an AI, I'd be down. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have uh, to be an AI, though. But no, I'm saying not you were AI, but if you were the father. Um, or husband. I, I, think I, I think generally I trust nature more than I trust humans. Because say, like, you know, your wife can't have a child, but this AI can give your wife a child, but it's going to be the AI growing inside. I don't know. I think I would, I would want natural. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
but if everyone if there was a way to like upgrade so did you ever see the movie her yeah what's that guy's name walking phoenix yeah yeah he did uh Joker. It was like this love story between art and artificial intelligence and a and a person. It was so fun, yeah. And yeah, like one of the things that annoyed me about his character was like, why didn't he ever ask to integrate with them? Like that would have been the first question I asked as soon as like anything would have been, uh, you guys are going? Like, take me with you. Holy shit. Like you can figure out all this crazy technology, but you can't figure out a way to turn the human mind into a digital object. Like that's crazy to me. You know, like, uh, um, I would become an AI if it meant I didn't have to, you know, die. Like, you ever seen Ghost of the Shell? Uh, no. Uh, I gotta, I gotta get, like, to experience in so many things, so. Tell me, tell me about it. Ghost of the Shell is an anime about this world, like, it's like 2069. Uh, everybody has cybernetic implants or parts. So people have whole bodies with their conscience put into a fucking, like, fucking doll, basically. Whoa. So, yeah, you can have different, like, military one or models that are, like, for, like, bodyguarding, protecting, or Could I be the Chucky doll? Huh? You, like, yeah, like, you could be anything from history. Yeah. You could be a book. Yeah. So, basically, yeah, you can just, like, put your consciousness in any kind of robot, basically, or any kind of cybernetic, like, thing. Or you can surf the the cyberware net in your whole state. Like your body's dead, but your mind's in the cyberware state. Yeah, and it's an amazing concept. What would you rather have, that or reincarnation? Reincarnation, because with cyberware like that, you have chances of being hacked. Okay, but what is the point of reincarnation if you can't remember anything? Sometimes like, you do. What's the point? Sometimes you don't. Okay, well, you got to remember a lot of it. I feel like for in order for it to matter, like details. I want details. You know, I want well, like 80% in, in what I got. Fair right no now. chance. In Isakai's, they remember all information from the past life. That's cool. But in real life, only like what, maybe one to two people have a million member of their past life, maybe? Yeah. What's the point then? You know, like put me in the computer then. I'd rather have the computer. Well, actually, there's another way to figure out your past life. That's hypnosis. So you can't figure out your past life with hypnosis, but that's a weird way of getting around it. That'd be cool if there was like some way to access it. Maybe next time you do a podcast, you can get somebody for who knows some hypnosis. And actually, that's I would freaky. love that. that I would, would love that actually. <laughs> to be hypnotized, that'd be so cool. Do you know any hypnotists? No, no. Okay. Well, if you meet one, send them my way. <laughs> for real. Oh, God. A hypnotist. I a little bit don't believe in it. And from what I understand, in order for it to work, you kind of have to believe in it. And if you do believe in it, then it works, which is like kind of how the mind works. Placebo effect. Well, there's another way to do it is to weaken your will, weaken your mind. And the best way to weaken your will, weaken your mind is drugs and alcohol. (laughs) Or do some like ayahuasca or peyote. I'm not sure that. (laughs) That'll definitely weaken your will. You ever thought about going out to like you know, like Columbia or the, where they where they have all the ayahuasca and try it? The, do your spirit walk? Wait, why do we want to weaken our wills? Oh, ayahuasca helps you do like a spirit walk. If you don't find your inner you. Oh yeah. Oh. You do it for a whole week. Anyway, I don't think uh, I would rather have. I would rather go in the computer. I want to go in. The <laughs> He's computer. like, fuck the drugs. <laughs> yeah, fuck the drugs. Fuck the uh, reincarnation. 
uh, let's create digital people. Mm. Digital and cybernetic. I we could like do that, that if we like focus on it hard for like, like maybe a couple hundred years. Do you know how many people's I'm, wet dreams no is done. cybernetics? Probably more and more. Yeah. Yeah. Like. But it's going to happen because they already have like articulating arms yeah. that like tap into your nerves. Like cybernetics is going to be a big thing. Like we will create the best cybernetic parts in the future. Like cyberpunk style. Done. I like that uh, style. Yeah. I don't know it too well, but I've seen the visuals. Like, would you remove your eyes just to have better eyes? I've had that thought. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't know. I've had that th- I thought before. How much better are they? What can they do? Well, they're digital. They're like like robot eyes. I'm sure. Like much much. much it depends on how much money you put them into them. You know. So max settings. Dude, X-ray vision, zoom. You yeah. know. Probably like seeing capture, like, record like data, like go through the, the air analytics, yeah, automatic. Because that uh, you like, like I guess with your mind, you can like, pit, like change your eyes to see the like, EM like waves in the, in the air for like you know online or Bluetooth whatever, and you can like click on it Holy and you'll see you'll like you can hopefully like hear and see what's <laughs> on that wavelength. Oh, know? that's awesome. Yeah, you and, can do like different spectrums, infrared, yeah. uh, visual light, yeah. whatever they are. Um, gamma rays. You could like look at the sky in gamma ray and then infrared. That alone would be worth Dude, it. Dude, especially at night watching the, like the stars. Can you, yeah. all, oh. you can like watch uh, like events. You know, you could yeah. watch like two stars collide in almost real time or whatever. And why couldn't your eyes scan stuff, you know? Um, yeah, no. It like would be a, a hard door. choice. It would be a hard choice. To lose your biological eye, which is basically part of your brain. Yeah. So your brain is growing out into these holes. Yeah. That's your eyeballs. It's your brain. Yep. So, what was that? Cybernetic implants. Yeah. I mean, if it could do all that, it was safe, reliable. They had a million implants. I would do it. Like, would you remove your own digestive system to where all you had to do was eat like a, like, a liquid food and that's all you need to sustain yourself i do the opposite i'd get a f- furnace in there i'd get something that just like burns hover donuts i can get down the hatch fuck yeah yeah see possibilities are endless in the future hopefully for us if we're still survive by then i don't know because humanity i know there's always someone saying a man's on the brink of killing itself but we're always on the brink of killing ourselves but people always say that as well and it's like yeah you know most people are fine <laughs> Everybody's worried about the whole like Ukraine Russian war, and we're like when the Russians were like bombing their nuclear like reactor. That's scary. I, yeah, I was like, man, it's like even worse than doing a nuke. Like, like nothing happened though. Yeah, yeah, they stopped. Did they stop bombing it? Yeah. What do you know? The latest? No, I'm much like I've been avoiding the most of that story because yeah. I don't even. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's just not even touch it. Uh, 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 <laughs> But yeah, like even with like was it China and Korea talking about like you fuck with us, we're gonna use our bombs. I'm like, what's everybody have nukes for? Everybody has nukes. Nancy Pelosi's flight, yeah, dude. Like, I yeah, we, it's high tensions out there. I thought they got uh, rid of all. Like, I thought the plan was getting rid of all the nukes, right? What wasn't it the was it like the we had a, like an armistice or something like that where we were supposed to get rid of all the nukes? Um, we were supposed to get rid of all of our nukes, but I don't think we were supposed to. No, yeah, like there's, uh, there was like a de-armament yeah. phase, but I think we still have a ton. Dude, did you see Top Gun speaking of nukes? Okay, I was doing business, 
I had to wait for something to get done, so I went to watch Top Gun. I watched all the importance of Top Gun, but never watched the last action scene. What's the last action scene? Where, he, Where know, they go through the actual thing? Yeah, yeah. How did you miss that? That's the whole movie. I had to leave to make sure I got my stuff for like uh, place closed. You got to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. But what's so cool about that is just like the physical jet, you know? Oh, yeah. Top Gun was always good about doing their jet scenes really well, man. Yeah, it was a total remake, and yeah. it almost seemed like they were trying to do it that way, where they like literally included every scene, sometimes almost annoyingly so. But Rooster, a, really? Yeah, exactly. Rooster? Yeah, yeah. It's so really? like on the nose, as they say. <laughs> but I, it seems like it was an intentional thing. Yeah. Um, because it was that way, but still, God. the the visuals were crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And you got to respect a guy that does his own stunts. Like Tom Cruise is out there pulling G's, you know? I felt that once when those like Blue Angel, like, you know, tag along fly-ins. G's are not fun. You were in one? Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, well, it's just, it's, well, you have two seats and you can, you can like take it with them and fly around. And don't those cost millions of dollars to like get yeah. off the ground? Yeah. No, it was Blue Angels. They were like not those kind, but there were other, another kind of jet plane that I used for stunts. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, when I was living in Colorado, I lived at this Air Force Academy that they got out there. And they constantly have planes going. And sometimes, like a couple times a year, they have shows. And so you're, you're always like seeing some jets. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Phil G's, like even though it's like to like uh, NASA or in Houston. I think I do pulled, the G machine. You'll feel the fucking feeling. Well, I was at like, uh, you know, in the fairs, they have those spinning yeah. things and you get sucked to the wall. Yeah. And you can kind of move around on the wall. That's the same thing. It's been a while since I did one of those. It's like I much more intense. Yeah. Like, I felt like I couldn't breathe for a few times. That's why they have those masks on their face. Cause you're supposed to hold your breath. Yeah. Force. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Like, if you're anytime you're upside down as often as you are but if you are upside down all the blood starts rushing to your head and you kind of have to do that same thing of like focus on not blacking out and not losing strength basically um you're trying to like maintain this level of focus and strength also you could have joined the military why did you join the military uh i did i did it for the mormons i was part of their military <laughs> they're i didn't know they had proselyti- no proselytizing oh they're uh yeah anyway <laughs> Uh, the military, I always saw it as kind of like for people that didn't know what to do, but um, I bet if you actually went into it with high intention, you could do a ton. So, you know, I think that's everything. It's like yeah. how much intention you bring into it. Oh, uh, freaking military. My brother did it, so I didn't want to do it. My whole family did it. Really? Yeah. Father, mother, brother. I mean, it's a totally respectable life. It's absolutely no. You know. I respect all in the military. It's just that wasn't for me. Is there any that you don't respect? There has to be someone. Uh, like who don't we disrespect? Well, how about the commander in chief? Sh- <laughs> it's hard to respect a guy that falls off his bike. Come on. The baby sniffer. The baby sniffer. That's so creepy. It's so creepy. Anytime this, you sniff, it's like why do you got to get the smell? You gotta get the smell of it. I remember of a video I saw of a guy in a grocery store following these two women. And he was creeping behind them. When they didn't notice, he'd lean over and smell their asses. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Of all places. Yeah. I and bet there's a lot of data in the ass. Because dogs do it all the time, right? 
But a human being doing it is just so, and without them knowing it, it's like two white ladies and a black guy doing it. He doesn't even know why he's doing it. And you think about it, is, 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 that, is that an offense? Can he be arrested for that? So I don't think he can because you're not touching them. Mm. You're just <laughs> smelling their space. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know if that's, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, obviously there is something wrong with it, but I don't think you're breaking any law. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what uh, yeah. We should have a minimum distance roll of like six <laughs> inches. Like, personal space is like, you know, maybe, maybe by smell. That's a good way so, to measure. So, how would you feel if you were like at the grocery store? And a fine ass lady spent down, smelled your ass. I'd be into it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. That's what she needs. Uh, <laughs> I'm just glad she's paying attention. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. See, double standards, man. Double standards. Yeah, no, I'd rather have that happen than. I mean, it's a little fucking weird. Not gonna lie. Yeah. We're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? <laughs> but there is a uh, probably a lot of data in there. Maybe so. Yeah. But usually I, usually I plug it up. Plug up the data? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we got to we gotta coalesce some of our topics. Um, drop Top Gun. What else did we have? Uh, top Gun, virtuality. Uh, oh, yeah. Life after death and putting our brains in machines. Is it going to happen? Is it going to be real? You're still in. Did I convince you at all on reincarnation? Uh, I mean, did I convince you on reincarnation? Because you were definitely against it. I am still against it. I am not against it. If I, I'm for it, if I can remember, that's awesome. You might get lucky. Who knows? No, I don't want it to be a chance. I want to be able to rem- remember. It might come back also as a freaking like snail or frog. Exactly. Um, if you if you come up come at, back as a lower level being and you can't remember, what's the point? Wait, so would you come back as Lord Being and you remember? What are you that do? Would be, I would do that. I would do that. Dude, that'd be even more fun. You go be a snail for a time and like figure out the snail shit. Um, I'd be totally into that. Be as long as I can remember, that's the only thing I care your about. your own steak at home, but yeah. your dog. Because that's what a person is. It's their memories. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. You would do that. I would totally do that. <laughs> Everything I have, go be a snail. Why not? Have you ever heard of uh here's a question for you if <laughs> this somebody asked me this question before if there was a giant snail as big as you would you let would you let that snail suck your dick i can't even get the question out it's, it's so inappropriate no i wouldn't but i would eat that snail you would eat it it's bigger than you i still fucking cook it okay We're, we are human beings we cook Kill and eat everything. I can't remember the snail question well, but it seemed like a hard choice at the time when it was posed to me. Have you had a good escargot in your life? Um, no, that's like cooked snail. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I would be into that. Oh, no. It's the tastiest, most flavorful. Why not eat a spider? Life? You know, like why not eat a cockroach? If you're going to eat that. Snails, you can get them like farm made. Cockroaches. You can get them farm made. Most like fucking house made. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to get them farm made. Uh, actually, when I was a kid, when I saw Indiana Jones, Simple Doom, I want to try some of those foods they had. They had, yep. they had spider, but they ate the back of it. They had chilled monkey brains. Yep. That was Looked something. freaking good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, dude. Oh. I tried that chilled monkey brain. And I don't know why, 
but the whole cooked snake with babies inside. That was pretty epic. Dude, and how he's, he's, he's Yep. Dude. Who made that movie? Uh, Harrison Ford. That uh, was a great movie. Oh, that George was Lucas, us. right? Was it? Oh, I thought it was Steven Spielberg. Oh, no, it was Steven, Steven, oh Steven, yeah. Steven, yeah, you're right. That whole series was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know that I d- didn't watch the new one too much. It's hard to do those remakes of yeah. those movies. It's a great paycheck, I'm sure, uh, but it's hard to get the story to be the same. That's true. Because like when you're making a really great movie and it's like everything's coming together and it really is like somewhat of a life work or whatever. Um like you're never going to be in that place twice. No. You're never going to get all the people in that same place, the the, mm-hmm. the characters. It is what it is, and it's a limited time. Unless so. you have a really good paycheck. Oh, no. A really good paycheck? Unless, so. you're, unless you're paying them really well. Even then, like people just age, and they change their tastes and opinions and expressions. That's true. Everything's in flux. Look at uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, what about him? Oh, wow. He was like America's like, big boy, and everybody loved him. So he started like, talking about Jews and other religions and people. It was like... He's gone money crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's when nobody said no to you for way too long. Yeah, yeah. I guess everybody gets to that point. We get too much money and power. Not everybody. Probably nobody. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But, like, everybody who does get to that level gets to that point, I think is what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Marlon Brando, he, like, didn't do interviews, had his own island. And if he did interviews, he was an asshole in interviews. Really? I... Yeah, I don't know much about him. Look at Marlon Brando. Yeah. But if nobody says no to you once in a while, you just go unchecked. Yeah. And everyone needs to be like reeled in a little bit from time to time. Just to make sure that we're all you think of people who are like super rich and stuff who don't live in America, live in like small places like Mexico where money runs everything, they're never gonna never gonna be here now. Never gonna hear no ever. Yeah, but you're not in America, so what's yeah. the point? Like, you're not, you know, like, what are you going to do? Just sit on a beach, I guess? you can. I mean, yeah. Like, right now, I was in Mexico. I was having an issue with tourism. Europeans, Americans going there to live there. So, no one tourists or, like, people that live there. They spent, like, $951 billion in that, like, economy. Tourism is huge. And it's destroying little people over there. Because they can't afford to live in Mexico City right now. Yeah, I mean, but that is the gentrification of the world. That word is so nebulous and ambiguous. Like, what does that even mean? It's like the constant growth of comfort. Yeah. And everything's getting so comfortable. The bubble's got to pop eventually. Do you think so? I think it popped recently in the stock markets. Yeah. Especially, like... Bitcoin, but the war happened. Well, did it pop or is it, you know, it's a 20,000. Did it pop? (laughs) It has a far way to go. Hell, I've been making money from that shit. On crypto? Yeah. Yeah, what's your crypto strategy? Yeah, whenever it goes low. Mine is. It goes up to like eight, seven, like like point zero zero seven or eight. I'll buy big. And then you just wait. It'll go up like, you know, to like 13 or 14. Do you think there's any chance it goes like below 5,000? No, no. There are a lot of buyers, but what happens when those big buyers are all like the believers and they get exhausted? That's when you start pulling out. Yeah, right. And you get these billionaires who are mega whales and it does not take a lot of them to pull out before the whole foundation is like, whoop, (laughs) you know, like the whales of Bitcoin, you can, there's a whale tracker. 
you can see exactly what these wallets hold. And if any of those big wallets move in a serious way, it causes a market reaction. Now, here's the ultimate risk to Bitcoin that I've thought about since the beginning. Satoshi Nakamoto is the creator of Bitcoin. He has a wallet that has an ungodly amount of crypto in it, of Bitcoin in it. And it's never moved. It's never, ever moved. And so you have to wonder, who is Satoshi Nakamoto? Probably a group of people. We don't really know. But what happens if those coins move people speculate maybe the private key is lost maybe satoshi's dead maybe there's those coins are uh lost they're called burned or whatever they're just never going to be reintroduced that liquidity will never be added to the yeah. system again yeah but i think if that liquidity ever was added even to the smallest degree if the pipe opened on that wallet to the sm one billion even if there was just it was known that there was access again it would destroy the market and because it would be like the, I don't know, I think that's part of the mythos or maybe not. Maybe there's just so many, so much diversity. I really have no idea. You could probably do the math on it to figure it out like yeah, and run some models. I don't know. I've been looking at my crypto uh, wallet a lot lately because it's been going up and down and up and down. And I put in like I think a thousand each. Now it's at like, yeah, you know, like between both of them, it's like at 4,200. 4, there you go. So I'm like. Mm, that's I'm like past double. Yeah. But I'm letting leave it alone. So I have really good. I'm give tell give you it 10 years. Does. Give it 10 years. Because yep. the, the one I, tell, I chose for crypto is known to be almost like like Ethereum and Bitcoin. Solana? Uh, XLM. I don't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> and that one's like reaching heights right now. Yeah. And I have like. 27 million shares or units of that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if that goes up to, it goes up to even like a dollar. I, I'm done. I, it'll be interesting to see what happens to crypto because it's kind of in this uh, holding pattern right now. And, but I do think if a big number of coins move from like a majority holding wallet, people don't realize how concentrated the holdings are. They're incredibly concentrated in just a very few number of wallets. Mm -hmm. And that is the systemic risk of Bitcoin. Like people like Bitcoin because it's a stable value. It's it's like gold. It, it's a it's a store of value and there's a finite amount and um, there's never going to be more of it. So what is its value is that it's a limited supply. Yeah. But we have never experienced a market with the liquidity of these big wallets opened up. And so... Anyway, it'll be interesting to see. I see that as the bi the biggest risk with Bitcoin. I want to see what happens, man. I really do. Hopefully, but I don't know what I I'm just want to make about. big at once and pull out. That's all I want to do. Just say I've done it. How much would you have to pull out to be satisfied? A million. A million. That'd feel good. <laughs> yeah. Even even you were like, yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Yeah, a million's nice. A milli would be nice. Um. But uh. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with crypto. I think it could go down further um, or whatever. Maybe, I, you know, like this inflation thing is crazy. It's yeah. what's dictating all this. And who knew? But now we do. Um, so like with inflation, it seems like these companies are just charging more because they can. Like there's no reason Coca-Cola has to cost 250 They just jacked up the price. Right. This is when you start making your own foods, your own drinks. 
and it turns out it's like infinitely better than yeah. what's out there. Yeah. So I didn't know beet juice was in Coca Cola. Now you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is nice to be able to do everything on your own, though. Yeah. Everybody in the scene is trying to get on Kill Tony or you know, like uh, the Creek. Yeah, let's talk about the comedy scene here in Austin. And I chose to. How much energy do you have? Own. We're pretty far in. How much? What's your five. energy level? What time is it right now? Uh, five. That's fine. Okay. But uh, yeah, my, I chose my own way. I do my businesses and going out and branching out myself. Like I'm not going to use this. The resources around me. I, mean, I use I use it around me to like to like do my open mics to figure out my my jokes and say everything, but. I just not worry about this big clubs. I'll them do what they want to do. They hit me up. That's cool. If not, that's fine. Have you been on Kill Tony? Yeah. Oh, geez. How many times? Once. Nice. What size joke book? Small. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's funny because everybody <laughs> said I did an awesome, amazing job. I'm like, what the hell? Maybe it's just a first time thing anyway. Yeah. Plus, I even told them I was like only seven months in. And I guess it's like, what's his name? Uh, not... Tony, but Red, Red Band, Band asked me how long I've been doing comedy for, and told him. And I feel like he was, he was going like ask me for the show, but I feel like seven months was just too little, too little, too yeah. little, too little time. But then again, I saw them do do that for a five monther. You know, five monther went up there. Hey, if they like you, they like and you. And he went on to like uh, Tony. He closed Florida show nice. for like three show. Had like he was like covering a headliner. Three times, Tony Cliff, and then got to see a show for two days. I'm like, damn, okay, that's that's nice. Oh, that's super nice. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard level to get to, though. You have to have a lot of material that's tried and true. But I think a lot of that is, you know, practicing in front of a live audience. Yeah, yeah, and that'll, that'll be good for him because I don't know he's not much material yet, but I'm sure he'll get he'll get the chance to do a lot more. He said he just started, so you know, it takes time. Yeah, right. Everything takes time. So your favorite clubs uh, or favorite shows? Kill Tony. You like going to Creek in the Cave. Yeah. What else is cool out here? We got Cap City open. Uh, Cap What's it going right. to happen with the mothership, the Rogan's Club? Oh, I don't know. What impact is that going to have? I know a lot of people are going to be changing jobs or trying to get jobs there. Yeah, I'm not, but I would love to like to little check it out. Yeah, they're going to have health insurance, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be. Are you going to get a job there? Uh, if they offer me one, they better pay me a shitload of money. Uh, uh. No, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't know what to do. Have you tried hosting your own? Uh... No, but I think that is the path if you're taking comedy seriously yeah. is to run your own shows. Yeah. That does two things. Helps the community. More shows is like more time yep. and opportunities to perform. Exactly. And the biggest thing it does is it gives you like a real, um, I don't know. What do you think it does? I've never done it. Well, like up my hosting area, not to make money. I did it so I can kind of place, do more comedy at. Yeah. And help other people do comedy. Because sure. I'm, I'm tired of leaving town to find a open mic that gives me 10 minutes or 15 minutes. So at my mic, I'll, let people, I'll, I'll, I'll choose like eight to 10 people to do 10 minutes. And rest to do four, three to four minutes for the open mic part. I think what we need is 10 Kill Tonys. That'd be nice. Yeah, and I think it could be done because what he's done is put together this show that's pretty tried and true. He's built it over all these years. 
and it's all just kind of like him uh either roasting or having fun yeah. whatever you know with the comedian on there um and it's a cool format but like that's not the only format mm-hmm. that can exist and if we do have um more of like a live comedy if if austin continues to be known as more of a place for live comedy then you can get like these branded shows out there that do different things i feel like like but, uh victor martinez's idea he's doing the high tonight show so it's like it's like it's like it's like a, like a night show tonight show but for weed he cool. has the musicians come up comedians come up and people who like grow and sell and talk about weed products and all that kind of stuff and I'm like that's like a, that's a perfect idea. Is he still doing his Mueller mic or was yeah, it yeah? Independence, yeah, yeah. He has a like one day that. it's like uh, open micers and another day is like an actual show. Cool, but yeah, you should do your own show. What does it give you? Uh, opportunity to do more of your comedy. Opportunity to see who's in your scene mm-hmm. and how they perform. Also. Uh, the ability to understand how other hosts deal with the show. So you want to feel like, you know, how do hosts actually run a show? How do they even it out to everybody? How do they pick? Right. Yeah. 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 And what does that teach you? Uh, if you haven't noticed, a lot of uh, fellow comedians are really bad at uh, the gift of gab. On stage, they can talk. Because they're talking at you, not with you. Mm-hmm. But try to talk to a comedian straight up together and try to benefit each other or whatever, and they can't do it. Not many comedians are good listeners. No. They're great interrupters. Yeah. They're great speakers. Yeah. They're not great listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can think of a few. <laughs> uh, marketing yourself is a key. Like, you are your branding, you are your market. Like, you don't need a manager in your life, you are your manager. Now, agents be nice to have because they help you find, expand places you can find. But you don't need a freaking manager in your life. You can do that your own goddamn self. I th- yeah, I don't know. It seems like whatever you do to like earn money on creativity should be done with as few people as humanly possible. Yeah. Not in, not in terms of like who you collaborate or create with, in terms of like who is involved in like the production and distribution of yeah, your creativity. Exactly. Uh, what are the ways that you like to produce? So you write, you do comedy. Any any other outlets, creativity? Um, creatively, I take my time with all the things I do. Like with my hosting, to find good places. I don't just go up there and ask them if they can host a place. I go there for like a month or two and just enjoy their establishment. Talk to them, talk to the people there, see how the place works, how people how it's run, and then I'll talk to them about like opening a mic at their place. That's like a month. There's only 12 of those in a year. Well, you know what? You're young. Not that young. 36? I am 43. I'm still using these tactics. I'm getting further ahead of a lot of people for some reason. So, Um, you know, patience is a virtue that gets you far. Isn't that so funny? Like, you're always, you always feel your age more. Like, I used to think that 30 was old, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I guarantee when I'm uh, 60, I'll be looking at 30 and be like, you were a baby. You were a baby. You know, like when you're 60, looking back at your 30, like look back at you in like your 20s. Right. You're just like a totally different person. Think about it too. Like, how is that we're dating? 
You can date half your age plus seven or something like that. I don't abide by those rules, but I guess people say that. So then it means you can be 60 and with a 37-year-old. I feel like anyone above, I don't know, 25 is, you know, it's all good. Uh, you say that now, then you go to a bar, get drunk, take somebody home, you're only 22 years old in college. You know, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess there's, I've, I haven't put a lot of thinking into this, but I guess one way to look at it is like this person, you're like somehow what, like they're going to do that with somebody. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, what does it matter? I understand what you mean. Probably their dad should have treated them better. Uh, well, if they had a dad. I had a take on it. Yeah. Maybe if they had a dad. No, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just a normal thing. I th- I do think it's like kind of a normal thing age gaps or whatever it gets weird once it's like above like i don't know 10 years it starts mm. getting weird fair enough but even that's all relative because 60 to 50 you know i think it's about the pairing the coupling yeah that's what matters in that in that way age is just a number and but not really like when you're it's dating not just somebody <laughs> half your age like that yeah like there you go that's the real how how do you know you're a couple and not just their dad <laughs> Their replacement dad or uncle or grandfather. Exactly. I mean, basically, they're fucking their grandfather, but they don't care because you provide safety, comfort, and like maybe nostalgia. Mm. And all they got to give up is their vagina. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know what it's <laughs> like. I'm just saying. You make a fair point. Ah. <laughs> uh. I don't think no man. So, Ooh. what do you think of Leonardo DiCaprio's antics? Uh, it, uh, I've not even heard them fully. He basically has this age chart where after a girl turns thirty, she's gone. That's fine. He's not going after. Ped- he's not a pedophile, so he's fine. I mean, he goes pretty low. He can do what he does as long as it's legal. Okay. Well, but that's pretty creepy because eighteen—that's creepy. Eighteen's creepy. So you're telling me. You'll go to Mexico, see this 32-year-old with a 18-year-old who's pregnant, and you'll say it's creepy. I won't say it's creepy. I'd say it'd be creepy if I was, like, trying to court her or whatever. Like, But they do the Mexico all the time, so that's creepy, right? I guess it's a little creepy if there's, like, a 40-year-old with an 18-year-old. That's a little creepy. But it's not, like, the end of the world. No. And so society. They've been doing that for, like, generations. Um, I think it's just, like, a common part of life. But I do think it's creepy. Yeah, I think it's creepy. I think it's, like... 40 and 21 sounds so different than uh, 40 and 18. Like, those are a million miles apart. And 21 and 25 are also quite the gap, like the distance. Anything above 25, I feel like you're a total person. Everything's fine. You can be 99 and 25. India, don't they like marry age like 15, 16? Yeah, like, well, like, even in the U.S., I think you, the age of consent in some 16. places, I think in yeah. Utah, yeah. I think in Utah is like 16, So why? makes a lot so of sense. It was legal, and but it's creepy. Why is it legal? Um, because that's just, like, the way it was back in the day. You watch this new House of Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, like the, you know. But what, why hasn't it been changed? Why hasn't the law been changed for that? I think because it hasn't been enough time, and we're still, like, you know. Fair enough. We did just stop about what five years ago. The ability for a man to rape his own wife without legally without exactly yeah yeah yeah. Um, I think we're probably a brutal species. Well, I think we're just animals, and well, we had to be brutal back in the past when we were surviving. Exactly, yeah. exactly. 
but even after we developed language and built society, we were still pretty brutal for yeah. most of it. It's only been in the last hundred years or so that things have calmed down. And I think that was just because of technology, you know, like things got so comfortable Yeah. and bread got cheaper and houses got cheaper and everything, everybody was fed and sheltered. And then they're like, I can out. think of ideas now. Internet, like the internet was a soft muzzle, you know, you know, it stopped us from being really bad. No, we'll vocally be bad, but we're not too bad because there's too many cameras, too much information flying around, too much, you know, watchful eyes. I don't know. I mean, I think people do generally want to do the right thing, but accountability helps a lot. Yeah, it helps a lot. And so, um, it, yeah, I don't know. I have a saying that I've created. A good person's only a good person as long as they had no brain damage. Yeah. Okay. Did you have experience with that in some capacity? No, it's a well-known thing. Like most psychopaths have certain brain damage. Something happened to them. Oh, like, like they got dropped. They, they got in a car accident. Yeah. Hit their head. Right. They or ran into a wall. Yeah. yeah. Brain like like having. I don't know. I feel like that stuff can happen to you as a kid. You'll be fine. Then again, sometimes you go. Paralyzed. Yeah. But like, like like what it's been proven like majority of psychopaths and killers serial killers have had brain like traumatic brain injuries i did have one time of hitting my head only one in my entire life anyone who says otherwise is a liar just throwing that out there <laughs> uh and it was when i ran head first into a tv i was running away from my brother and i just you know that thing you look behind anyway i was a kid i was like eight years old or whatever maybe younger maybe i was like five or six i think i was like five or six and i just ran head first and it split my lip do you see i actually have a scar yeah yeah it split my lip r wide open, and I barely remember it, but that was the one head injury. I've I busted my head on an arcade machine one time. Oh, damn. Because I was, like, running towards it to get on it. Someone's trying to get in front of me to get on it. I was like, no, I'm going to play. And I skidded to a stop, well, and just hit my head, and I had, like, a big welt in the back. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, so like you get a couple of hits growing up. It's just life. The brain has probably some. But I mean, like traumatic, like you know, hard hitting concussion types. Yeah, well, those yeah. which somehow changes your brain. So like, most psychopaths and most serial killers have had that. Yeah, dude, that makes a ton of sense. So weird. Because, like, well, do you think that what makes a psychopath and a serial killer? Uh, the less care for human life. Yeah. Like everything's beneath you. Everything's a bug or like a. Don't you feel like Asperger's people like act like that just a little bit? Mm. Like maybe they're just super Asperger. Maybe, but I think we think, think we're dumb and not like you know intelligent enough to understand what's going on in their heads. That's the grandiose narcissism. Yeah. Or I don't know if it's grandiose, but that narcissistic thinking. There are a lot of narcissists, though, in entertainment. Oh There's a lot God. of people that like seeing themselves and listening to themselves or whatever. Mostly names, but we have a lot of influencers in our community as well. Really? Say some names. Who, let's oh, give them a shout out. I don't need you know, to. Only in a positive way. All I gotta say is uh, some of them are very attractive. And I want to break my rules. Okay. Well, we'll keep them only, you know, we'll talk maybe. <laughs> but, you um, know, as, as a comedian, what's one rule I'll try to keep all my life 
is not to mess around with fellow comedians. Yeah, yeah, we want to build up the community here yeah. and keep everything positive and good. Um, I've heard stories, man, from around other comedians about that in New York, Los Angeles, all bad, never really anything good. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard industry. I mean, I'm not even part of it, but like from what I can tell, there is a lot of like it attracts a certain type of person. Yeah, and um, whatever that is, what it is, but there's always there's good people, there's bad people. But then again, can you really call somebody bad just because they like to get advantage of the people? Because that's all they know through their life. Uh, yeah, I think you can. <laughs> I think you could say they're, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taking advantage is like being a capitalist, isn't it? Um, it depends. If you're taking advantage, like, yeah, at the expense of somebody else, it's a hard question. Um, I don't know. Like, there's probably many cases in capitalism where you are taking unfair advantage. I guess it's about fairness. Yeah. But fairness is not being legal. You don't have to be fucking fair at all to be legal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like tax evasion. There's all sorts of yep. things that people do. Tax reductions and firing people who buy higher, like, lower income people who work for you have less training. Yeah. Our lives. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways, but like in some of those, that that is how the industry of the world moves forward, um, yeah. and it is a little bit exploitative, but hopefully, it's exploitative in both directions. Wait, a comic can go on a show and get paid twenty five dollars for his ten fifteen minute showcase. Yeah, that's great. Like, if you can do that all the time, or is that not a lot? It that's should be two hundred fifty bucks. It should be like a hundred bucks at least. We can do hundred bucks. I'd take twenty five bucks, and I can do six show a week. I'd be fine. Six shows is only like only like two shows a day on weekend. Friday, uh, Saturday. I'm sorry, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, you do an afternoon show and then a night show. Okay, so here's an argument for YouTube. If you put all of those shows on YouTube, you build a repository of content that can indefinitely uh i don't know it's like basically gather views yeah true. so like you're capturing that and hosting it in a way that it becomes perpetually um i don't know like it it's it, it's not not to say it's wasted in a live performance at all it's definitely not wasted but the interesting thing about youtube is that you can preserve something and it stays like generative yeah. in many ways. So it's pretty interesting the opportunities out there for comedians. True. And plus comedians should not just be comedians. Comedians need to branch off to many fucking facets of their fucking entertainment life. Comedians are people that can't keep their fucking mouth shut. And they don't know when to shut up. So become an actor. Uh, and do voice work on the side. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like uh, somebody's yeah. gotta make it easy Come on. for me. <laughs> I don't know. Like I you know, like how many things can you do? There's really hard to do more than one dedicated thing, first of all. Secondly, like even if you get really practiced at doing multiple things, you can only like yeah. do a little energy into each of them each day. So everyone's just limited in their time. So yeah. And there would be cool things to do, but like who can figure them out? Everything takes everything. Like everything that you want to actually succeed at takes everything you are to make it happen and you just can't put that into that many buckets well all i say is always be focused and forward through no matter how many things you're doing get shit done yeah do not get stop just get shit done yeah dude
Like I do like three things right now: comedy and two businesses, and I'm always pushing forward each one, all the time. Yes, yes. Um, so, what are your businesses, and where can people find your comedy? Um, right now, Mr. THC is a subsidiary of uh, Whitey, Whitey, Whitey comedian. comedian. Yes, are those like dot coms or uh, DBA for my Whitey com- comedian has no website yet, but my Mr. THC will be Mr hyphen thc dot net and that'll okay. be out within a month do you have like social media or um i have instagram and i have youtube i have facebook and i have twitter uh, those are the main ones and snapchat too nice Throw them and uh, right now i'm working on doing a barcode for that uh a qr code for that so people go to my like link tree basically and see all the stuff i'm on nice so I'm still working on that process. Like everything's in process and being worked on right now. It just takes time. Labeling, branding, logos, websites. Oh man, getting a staff and going on. It's something to build something. It's an entirely different thing to distribute it. Yes. Distribution is its own business, its own challenge. Which is why I like myself for doing my company because I don't have to bring my product with me. I sell it online. So I can go do my shows, hand out like my business card, information how to buy and order stuff, and I'll sell my shirts. Yeah, dude. It's a cool shirt. Everyone should buy it, uh, and they'll be able to buy it at mr-thc.net? Yes. Okay, cool. And I'll be making more shirts, too. I have a bunch of plans for many, many other shirts, too. Very cool. Well, dude, this was like a really fun conversation. I know we can keep talking. Probably so. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it again.